Good afternoon, everyone. This is Manchester is Burning for Wednesday, December the 23rd of 2020. Our main topic of today is we're going to talk about Manchester City against Newcastle. You know, Newcastle, you know, the team that uh, dresses up in the uh, pinstripes. No, they're not pinstripes. They're, they're like white and black prison stripe uniforms and and run around and stuff and and they have this guy who owns a team he's probably one of the worst owners in the league next to maybe the glazers or maybe that dude that owns arsenal i mean that guy's terrible too he's a cheap bastard but you know we're gonna we're gonna preview uh manchester city uh and newcastle on boxing day uh, that's coming up in a few days. I hope everyone's having a good Christmas season or the best that they can at this point. Uh, and uh, we're going to do some shout-outs uh, coming up. The first shout-out is, let's just get rid of this energy drink, battery acid, Carabao Cup. It's pointless. It's a ridiculous, pointless event. I don't know why we're doing it. I don't know why it's still on. I'm not going to even bother to talk about it, but I am going to talk about it. The uh, the Manchester City battery acid drink cup, whatever. Manchester City beat Arsenal yesterday to further annihilate the beginning coaching first team career of Mikel Arteta, who's going down faster than the Titanic faster than a cat, faster than a dog who's been drinking too much for the last five weeks. He's going down. The team is going down. But it, they're probably not as bad as we think. But And everyone's laughing at them. But, you know, you all shouldn't laugh. No one should laugh at Arsenal, really, because it could be you next. It could be you. You could be that team near the bottom, almost near the drop zone, almost near that trap door in Return of the Jedi that Luke Skywalker fell into and almost got eaten. Yeah, it could be you next. You better not laugh. It's not laughing matter for Arsenal fans. You see them breaking phones on AFTV. You see them going berserk. They want Arteta out. They don't think anything good's going to happen when he's there. Who knows? But you know, you can't laugh at him. But they got blown out by Manchester City and the Carabao Battery Acid Energy Drink Cup. Poor goalie they had. I can't even remember his name. And I don't. I, and he probably doesn't even want to know his own name after the mistakes that he made. A poor kid. I, I felt bad for him, actually, in the end. Manchester City was average in that match. They were average. Totally average. But Arsenal is just so bad. They're as bad as fish on a Thursday. That's right. Fish on a Thursday when the fish has been out in the sun since last Wednesday. You've ever had that? Don't do it. Don't do it. It's bad as skunky beer. Bad. Awful bad. It's really bad. And I can continue to say bad all day long. But, I mean, Manchester City was average. People said they were relentless and all this other stuff, their usual, their usual, back to their usual self. They weren't. Arsenal was just that bad. It was just that bad. Manchester City, no, I'm sorry, not Manchester City. Manchester United pl playing as we speak against Everton. I don't even know the score. I think 
uh, I think it was 0-0 at a half. I think Edison Cavani hit someone in the face or something in the second half. So I got to see that, but I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it later. I'm not going to react to it. I'm not, I mean, because there's no point in this thing. They should end this thing. This thing's awful. This is stupid. I mean, it, this battery drink, acid, whatever, cup, this Carabao cup is a waste of time. It's a waste of energy, and, and people are going to get hurt. People, you know... I mean, just put U23 teams out there. It's pointless. It's a waste of time. I watched earlier, the second shot out here. I watched earlier. I watched Tottenham in the Energy Drink Battery Acid Cup in their match against Stoke. Stoke. I, I love that team name. I mean, they had these red, white, you know, striped uniforms. I think Stoke's in the championship, I think. Yeah, I think they are. And then, uh, you know, but Tottenham. Man, they took that dang thing seriously. I mean, Jose, you got to take every cup seriously, that dude. But, uh, yeah, they put out a pretty much a first team, put out the dude. Who's that dude's name? That guy who wants to be John from Game of Thrones with his hair. What's that? What's that guy's name? I forget his name now. Bale. Gareth Bale. What a name is that? But, no, they put the dude out there. He scored a goal, actually, early. Then they pulled him out in halftime. <laughs> That dude, man, I don't know what they're going to do with that dude. I mean, he got pulled at halftime for Sun, um, you know. But, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Gareth Bale. I mean, but, I don't know. Is he wasting his time there? They took him, they spent a lot of time and money and effort to bring that guy to Tottenham and bring him back to his old club and just yank him at halftime with the energy drink, batter acid cup, quarterfinal against Stoke. Man, if you can't get a full game against Stoke, you really shouldn't be in the league anymore, to be honest with you. I think Tottenham won that game. Tottenham won that game 3-1. to one. Uh, They move on to the semifinal. Um, so you got Manchester City. Um, I think some. I think uh, Newcastle. I don't know what happened, man. I don't care about this battery acid drink. Oh, let's get on to the main main, uh, main show here. Here we're going to talk about Manchester City against Newcastle. Newcastle, I, I, you know, they are, they have one of the best fan bases in all the Premier League. I mean, they, their fans are awesome, but their team hasn't been near the top in like decades now. It's been a long time. They came close many in the early years, of the Premier League. Uh, they were trying to challenge United, and, and um, but they never quite made it. And then this dude, uh, was his name Ansley or something or other dude? Dude came in, bought the team, and became a basically you know a money grubbing um, owner. Didn't want to spend any money. Didn't want to invest any money in the team. Ansley, I think his name is. Um, he spent no money on the team. Their facilities are terrible. Their stadium is terrible. They, he's the own business is the primary sponsor. That works out. Just talked to Manchester City about primary sponsors being the same people as the owner. But apparently for Newcastle, it's okay. But for Manchester City, it's stupid and, and an FFP violation. But, hey, I don't want to complain. But So it's just because Newcastle is not as successful. They don't have as much uh, trophies in the cabinet over the last five years. And they're not owned by a nation state. They're just owned by a guy who doesn't want to spend any money on anything. But, hey, who am I to complain about that to? All right, let's talk about Manchester City and Newcastle on Boxing Day. I hope you all get good presents this year. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That Chelsea-Arsenal game is going to be a present for everybody. 
watch Chelsea take Arsenal to the back room in the mall when they've shoplifted a pair of Twizzlers. That's what's going to happen. All right, so I am going to throw statistics at you. I'm not going to be like Mikel Arteta, who's going to come at you with statistics about Arsenal and not even know where they came from, and no one knows where they came from. I'm going to give you. I'm going to tell you where these stats came from. They came from fbref.com, and they also came from understat.com. So that's where they came from. I'm going to tell you where they came from, even. So they got they they're real. You go to their website, you can see them for yourself. But I did some team comparison to give you a team comparison between Manchester City and Newcastle and some key statistics that I always look at when I'm looking at a particular match coming up. Now we have a good sample size of Premier League matches to go through here. All right. So with that being said, let's take a look at the first main statistic about each team's offense coming forward. I've talked about before the NX. Non-penalty, expected goals, plus expected assists per 90 minutes. This is an offensive stat that shows how prolific and how uh, many chances your team gets on offense per 90 minutes. Now, how much you do expect. So Manchester City, as expected, is at the top, near the top of the table now on that category. They used to be first for the last three years. Now they've dropped down the fourth. Their, their number is 2.66 uh, per 90 minutes. That's fourth in the division. On the other hand, Newcastle, who always is near the bottom of this category, about this time last year, they were about second to last. Now they're only fourth to last. They're 17th with a number of 1.52. So City ha- gets more chances than Newcastle and get more chances than most teams still. Not as many as they used to, but they still get their chances. Now, on the flip side of that, how does it look on the other end? How do how do their defenses do against uh, with against their opponents? So the thing of it is, though, is Manchester City's opponents are only getting 1.22 non-penalty expected goals less expected assist per 90 minutes, which is tops in the Premier League. So their defense gives up the least amount of chances in the Premier League per 90 minutes. You couldn't say that about Manchester City a year ago, where they were giving up many chances. Probably middle of the table in this category. So far this year, they're at the top. Their defense has significantly improved. Their offense is taking the step back as far as the number of chances that they are able to produce. But their defense isn't giving up nearly as many chances as they used to. They're at the top of the league, giving the least number of chances per 90 minutes. Newcastle, 15th in the same category. They've given up 2.21 non-penalty expected goals plus expected assists per 90 minutes. That's 15th in the league. So they're 17th on offense. 15th on defense in this particular major category. So the edge obviously goes to City in this regard. Now, how are they doing as far as defensively and how high a percentage of shots are they giving up on target, their defense? Manchester City, second best in this category. Newcastle, not so bad, sixth best. 
So the expected goals per shot on target of City's opponents so far is 0.23, comparison to Newcastle's 0.28. So that's very good. Again, it shows Manchester City's defense is not giving up as quality of shots as they were the year before, and they're way above average in this category. Newcastle also the same. They don't give as, up as, as high quality shots on target uh, as most other teams in the league. The edge still goes to City in this regard on a defensive category, no doubt. Now, the other way around. Here's what the trouble is. On the offensive side, what's happening here is, is that Newcastle's is getting on their opponents the fourth highest XG per shot on target in the league compared to 13th in the league by City. So there's the edge goes to Newcastle. They're getting better shots, um, better chances, better XG on their shots on target than Manchester City is. Um, that's where the edge goes. Now, how are the goalies doing in parrying off these chances that are coming at them? City's... Uh, Conversion rate from their goalies on their chances uh, from expected goals against uh, versus actual goals against their goalie. Is, their goalies are uh, goaltenders are negative 0.7. That's 14th in the league. That's that's closer to the bottom of the table. Not doing so hot. If you're in the negative, you're not doing so well. Newcastle is doing a little bit better. They're at 0.7. It's 10th in the league. Other way around. Here's what's happening with City. So the complaint is, is that City is not getting, uh, not converting their chances. Then the numbers bear it out. Goalies against Manchester City have a conversion rate against their shots from City shots of plus two three, meaning that City should be based on their expected goals per shot on target should be getting two goals more so far than they are getting. All right, so they're not converting, is what this number says. Um, their goalies are goalies against them are plus two point three in that conversion category, which is 16th in the Premier League of 20 teams. So they're just not converting. The numbers bear it out. The, the eye test shows you that City's not converting their chances, and the numbers also bear that out too. That's when the subjective and the objective are basically the same. All right, let's go further along the line at offensive conversion category. XG minus the goals they actually get. If you are in the plus category in this, you're good. You're doing okay. If you're in a negative, it means you're not converting. You're not converting your chances. Again, City's 14th in the Premier League and converting their offensive chances that they get into actual goals. Um, they're 14th and Newcastle's 10th. But City is in the negative category. Again, not converting their chances. Their opponents are also not converting their chances either. City is third in the league in this category of stopping their opponents from converting their goal opportunities in the league so far. Third. So their defense is third at stopping their opponents from converting goal opportunities in the league so far. Uh, in Newcastle, you know where they are? Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're near the bottom. 18th. Edge, 
city under those numbers. Now, which team presses more on defense? One would expect it would be City, and you're right. They press more than Newcastle does. Their PPDA, I've told you, is the number of average amount of passes in the defensive zone before a defensive action uh, by their opponent. Average for City's opponents is 10.09. Anything under 10 is a pretty pressing team. Newcastle's is the bottom. They hang back. They don't press. They just absorb pressure. They've been doing this for years. And it's gotten them to mid-table. Okay, because they don't have the personnel. They don't have, Newcastle does not have the personnel overall to be an offensive powerhouse in the Premier League to compete against the cities and the Liverpools and the Uniteds and the Chelsea's of the world or even Tottenham. They don't have the personnel to do it. So what they do is they absorb, 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 absorb. They don't press. They don't put pressure their teams uh, that are coming at them. They just build a wall around the penalty area and try to stop the other team from getting to them. And then they just hit them on the counter. That's what they do. Now, Newcastle has some better offensive players recently that have come through uh, that have um, been uh, been coming through that they got. Um, than better than they did last year. But still, um, we'll talk a little bit more about that lineup in a minute. Um, and uh, City is not converting overall. Again, this is another category where they, where they seem to be falling flat. City's not converting their expected points into actual points, where they're ahead on expected goals of their opponent, thus expected to win, but they're not winning as much uh, as, their, uh, as their advantages on offense uh, expected goals against their opponents uh, illustrate. So they're not converting their chances, but their defense is much, much improved. The numbers bear it out. They're, the results are bearing it out with all the clean cheats they've been getting recently, all those one zeros on the board, like with against Southampton recently. So they're much better on defense, much better. The offense subjectively looks average, and their numbers show that they're average. They're getting chances, but they're not converting them. And, the, and like I said earlier, the subjective and objective actually match up in this category. It's not happening. When it does happen, and if the defense holds, City actually is a title contender team, if you look at the numbers, if they begin to match up. So, how is this going to line up? How Steve Bruce, Newcastle, Newcastle's manager, he's a proper English manager. He gets, he's got some intangible going on with that team. I don't know if it's Wuju or I don't know what he does, but somehow he gets some intangibles out of it. He gets some stuff out of his team that uh, that maybe other people may not be able to get. Uh, but he gets, you know, they they, play, they have a tendency to punch, punch by their weight uh, and so forth. How are they going to line up? I expect that, um, just looking at my board here, looking at my, my screen, sorry, I'm not looking at the camera that well here when I'm seeing this. Sorry, sorry, y'all. You don't want to see the side of my face. I expect Newcastle to go with a 3-5-2. That's usually what they do anyways. <laughs> I mean, it's no, it shouldn't be no surprise. I mean, Newcastle going at 3-5-2 is about as surprising as, as a cat peeing in a litter box. Or as predictable as the end of Nicolas Cage's career 
as predictable as most soap operas, as predictable as the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you knew how this was going to go down. Trust me, you all knew how Game of Thrones was going to end. You knew it. You just tried to pretend it wasn't going to be that bad. But it was. It was that bad. It will always be that bad. History will not treat the end of Game of Thrones well. Okay, Newcastle, line up in a 3-5-2. This is what I expect, y'all. This is what I expect from Newcastle United. Okay, so up front. Well, we'll start with the back. Their goalie is going to be the same goalie, Carl Barlow. He's going to have three people in front of him. He's going to have Federico Fernandez. He's going to have Jim, Jamal Lascelles, center back. He's going to have Fabian Soler on the right back there. They're all going to be center backs, actually, in that three-person front of the defense. Then you're going to have uh, you're going to have be fronted. By Alan Sane Maximin. He's a really he's a good player. If he was on a better team, he gave him better chances. He'd probably be in, be one of the best offensive players in the Premier League if he had better people around him. I tell you, I mean, I'd take this dude. Uh, and then Colin Wilson. He's pretty good too, actually. He's pretty good. Uh, not bad. Not a bad offensive player. These two guys, if they had better chances, they got better service. These guys would be racking in a lot more goals than they get. I'm telling you, they would. So they're dangerous. They're dangerous guys, so they got to watch out. City's got to watch out for these, these folks. Now, how do I think City's going to line up? Here's what I think they should do. It's what I think City should do. They should line up pretty much in the same way that they did against Fulham. Against Fulham, they got an XG at 3.0. They won 2 to nothing. So everything lined up. Good offense, converting their offensive chances, getting those chances – and getting that clean sheet at the same time. Lineup for City should be a 4-2-3-1 with Jesus at the top. He's their only striker. If he's fit, play the dude. Don't put Torres in there. He's not any good at that position right now. Give him some opportunities later, but he's not going to be your go-to guy. Now, Jesus, not that much better, to be quite honest with you right now. He's not going to be the replacement, but Aguero is finished. He's done. Forget it. He's not going to sign under the contract. I guarantee you almost. I will guarantee you my dead cat that he will not sign another contract. So he's done. He's finished. Finished. All right. So but then you have Jesus at front on the wings. Go ahead and have Starling on the left. And then you're going to have Mares on the right. Okay. Come on. Stop giving Mares grief. Underrated. Stop giving the dude grief. Come on. Pep, just... Put him out there. Just put Mariz out there and let him do his thing. Just let him do their thing. Don't tinker too much. I know, Pep, you want to tinker. You want to tinker. You want to tinker. Bono said of YouTube that the moment you write the words on the paper, you've ruined the song. Pep, I'm talking to you. Don't tinker. Just let it go. Let them go do their thing. You've taught them and you taught them what to do. Just let them do it. Don't tinker too much with it. Just don't. I'm talking to you, Pep. I'm talking to you. You signed that contract. Okay. All right. So, uh, mid, of course, Kevin DeBron. Come on. If he's fit, let him go. Let him play in the, let him play in the midfield. He is the service man. Let him go. Behind him, you're going to have Guguan. Probably didn't pronounce that right. And uh, now, I got a thing here. Do we put Rodri in or do we Fernandino? 
I'm voting for Rodri. Put Ferdinand in the end. I'm not a big fan of Ferdinand. I know people like him. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. But put Rodri in there. Let him start. Put Ferdinand. Uh, put him as a sub uh, later on, maybe in the 55 minute, 60 minute mark. Back line. This this is. I mean, when have we said a city back line under Pep Guardiola has been really solid? Um, you know, totally. Um, when uh, post Vincent Company, uh, not recently, right? Not recent, but now, I would say let's put in um, let's put in Mindy Diaz in center, Stones at center, Resurrection Resurrection Stones. It's a great song, man. Resurrection Stones. Put him in a, the other center back, right center, and then put in uh, Cancelo. That was the lineup against Fulham. I think that'll work. Go ahead and do it. Just do it, Pat. I'm talking to you. All right? Just do it. Just don't tinker. Don't tinker too much. Uh, you, Pat overanalyzes his stuff to death. Outsmarts himself, tries to outsmart the room, and it doesn't work many times. Um, that's Gotta love him. Uh, gotta love him for that, but don't do it this time, Pat. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. All right, my prediction, City, two, Newcastle, zero, two nil. That's my prediction. Put it down, take it to the bank, bet your money on it, and then lose it. Because my bets never work, but when other people bet on my predictions, they go well. So, hey, go for it. You got my pick. Two nil, City, two nil. The street goes on, it keeps rolling, and you got to see the thing with it is City, I think, has a better chance of winning the title this season than they did last. Why? They got a defense. They can win one nothing. They don't have to score four goals. As I said the other day, if you never give up a goal, if you never give up a goal, you will never lose. Hey, you keep a bunch of clean sheets, you're never going to lose. You're going to get points all the time. But if you score just one goal and you give up three goals a game, you're going to lose. I mean, it's simple math, man. Simple math. So, yeah. This is the new city, y'all. A solid back line. You know, offense is struggling a little bit. But, hey, you don't give up any goals, you're never going to lose. You're never going to lose. Yeah. That's how Christmas is going to go. You don't. That's how your Christmas should go, y'all. Don't give up any goals, because then you never lose. All right, have a great, great day. Take care of each other. Take a look into the light. Feel the light. Don't let darkness give you a hug. It's not a good feeling. Have a great day. Have great holidays. I'll see you next time when we preview Manchester United. Cousin Ollie, I'll be talking to you. I'll be talking to you next. All right, take care.